Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. Good morning. We can wake up and say it is a good morning because you are still our Lord, our Savior, our provider. You are our strong tower. You are the rose that grows up through the cracks and the crevices of the cement. Yes, God, we thank you for being everything beautiful in the midst of an ugly and a dying world that's quickly on its way to hell if we do not surrender our lives totally and fully to Christ. That means you got to give him everything that you do. And my prime example is this. I even acknowledge him in the wig pieces that I buy. Now, God will lead me. I'm hoping that he leads me. But then when I get them, I do give them each a name. So I thank God this morning for even being in the things that we would deem, someone else would deem as small and minor. I thank God that he wants to be the head and the center attraction of everything that we do. I thank you that we need to just perform for an audience of one. Whatever we go to do, make sure that you do it for an audience of one. If you can do it for an audience of one, and that is our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, if you can get his attention, and if you can get his approval, guess what? You're good. So this morning, I just thank him because he's been good. He's been better to me than any plan that I can concoct and come up for myself. I thank him this morning that if it had not been for him who was on my side, keeping me and pushing me and promoting me and holding me and encouraging me, healing me emotionally and mentally, where would I be? I'd be cracked out somewhere. I'd be whored out somewhere. I'd be somewhere not even knowing who Jesus was. Yeah, my mama told me to go to church and that would be all I would know. That would be all I would be able to say. But I thank him that he kept me in those hard, difficult times when I could not do nothing but just cry, call on his name, call a prayer partner. All they could do was just sit there with me on the phone and just listen to me cry. When I was sprawled out in the middle of the floor, he was there. He was right there saying, get up. Get up. I got you. You're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. This too shall pass. Now, I didn't want to hear that. I wanted immediate gratification. I wanted to be delivered out of whatever mess I was in, the state of mind that I was in. My heart was broken. But God, he loved me. And let me tell you something, anybody listening to this podcast and you have something negative to say, you have something hateful to say, you curl your nose up and think, uh, uh, ain't nobody mad but the devil. Quit letting the devil use you because God has seen us through some things that he did not, he just didn't have to, but he saw the bigger picture. He looked way down the road. And he said, I need to deliver my daughter. I need to deliver my son because it's a bigger purpose. It's a greater purpose. It's more passion in my daughter. It's more passion in my son. 
I need to use them to be a light to shine in a dark place. And let me tell you, I've had to learn that it's not about where you live. It's not about what you drive. It's not about where you work. It's not about how much money you have in the bank. God will give you those things in a greater way. But you got to seek him first and you got to be stable in him. You got to know within your knower that he's your Lord and Savior. That without him, you can't do anything. You can't be anything. You can't go anywhere and be a, be a difference. You got to seek him first in his kingdom and all of his righteousness. And then everything else that you need, everything else that you need will be added to you. Whatever that everything else is that you need, you'll get that. You seek him with all of your heart When you can be in a place Where you say that nothing else matters But having Jesus As my Lord and my Savior My peace My joy in the middle of the storm Let me tell you something You cannot testify Of having the peace and the joy of God Unless you've been in a storm Unless you've had your back Against the wall And you knew that if God didn't come in and deliver you, you were not going to get delivered. You were not going to see joy and peace. There was at least seven years that I could not sleep. I couldn't sleep at night because I was messed up mentally. I didn't know how to love. I didn't know what love was. So I accepted the wrong things. I accepted the wrong attitude. I let, I just let people walk over me. But when I had a little talk with Jesus... And when he remembered those prayers that my mother prayed, that my grandmother prayed, he showed me who I was. He showed me how to be happy. He showed me how to laugh in the enemy's face. Now, the things that used to torment me, the things that used to prick my heart and cut deep down to the bone, they don't hurt as much. I can laugh instead of cry. I don't stay up at night. I can turn over and go to sleep. I can sashay out of the face of the enemy knowing I'm delivered. And when you're delivered, it's a peace and a joy that nobody can give you except for Jesus himself. But you got to know him. You got to know him for yourself. You got to know him because this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. My job didn't give it to me. My husband didn't give it to me. My family didn't give it to me. Although sometimes they probably wish that they could have given it to me because they love me, but they didn't give it to me. Jesus gave it to me because of his precious grace and his mercy. He gave it to me. So this is all good news. And this really what I got on here to say, this is the first day back to school for a lot of children, both near and far. And I want to speak blessings over them. I want to speak protection over them. I want to speak comfort over them. That they accept who they are. I come against the spirit of bullying. I come against the spirit of demonic spirits. I come against every ungodly, wicked spirit that will come to destroy our children on this day. That will come to torment them, block their learning. I bind it in the name of Jesus. 
I release, I open up my mouth and I say in the presence of God that they will learn today. They will be attentive today. They will soak up knowledge today. They are protected today that the teachers and the professors and the even the janitorial staff, everyone connected that works within any school district, both near and far, other states, across the land, across the world, even the people who, who man the parking lots, that they will be sharp and attentive when they see danger, when they see something that doesn't look right, they wouldn't wait, but they would open up their mouth and they would speak. It's better, it's better to be safe, so much safe, than to be so much sorry. So today I speak blessings of protection and learning over our children today, even the ones, and it breaks my heart, they won't see the first day of school because they're in juvie. I see it all the time. They won't get to see the first day of school because they're locked up. They're in trouble today. But I speak and I send a guardian angel to go to them right now in the mighty name of Jesus and set those children free. Haven't even had a chance to live. You already locked up. So in the name of Jesus, I ask you, God, that you go to every child and you put your hand on them. They didn't ask to be born, but they're here and they're our responsibility. And Lord, I pray that you loose every shackle, every chain that will come up against them today, that they would know the full potential of who they are in you first. And then everything else will be added to them. So this is all good news today. God loves you. I love you. It's an honor to pray for you. It's an honor to pour into you what God has poured into me. Pass this podcast to two people that you know need a word of encouragement. They need to pick me up. They just need to know that God is still there. They just need to know that someone else goes through. They're not the only one. And then be kind to somebody today just because it's not going to hurt you, but it's going to add to you if you can just be kind to somebody today just because. And if you backslidden, just come on back over, put the pride up under your feet, put the shame away, and just come on back over. Do it for an audience of one. God is the only one you need to be concerned about. But when you come back, come back humble. Don't come back proud with your chest stuck out looking for your rights. Come back humble, and then you let God raise you up. Give your life to him. Give your life to him. You may not ever live in a house on a hill with a picket fence when you give your life to Christ. But you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your, that your salvation, that your eternity is going to be captured in the hand of Jesus Christ. And when he has it for you, he's not going to let, he's not going to give it to anybody else. It's yours. And then your real life begins. So you all be blessed today. Pray for me. I'm going to pray for you. And this too shall pass and better, greater. It is sooner, not later. Love you. Bye-bye. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is Wednesday. Some people call it hump day. I just call it the Lord's day that he has allowed you and I to wake up 
and experience another day, another different day of grace to get in place, opportunity. He's given us another day to experience his blessings, to experience his forgiveness, and just to enjoy all of the things that he himself, nobody else, not your mama, not your daddy, not your best friend, not your bestie, not your boo, not even your spouse, but God has afforded us the blessings of a car, a place to stay, a job to go to, children to take care of. Maybe it's somebody on your job that you get a chance to be a blessing to today. God affords us all these opportunities and all these blessings each and every day. Behold, God is doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Do you not see it? Do you not know it? Do you not want to see it? Do you not want to know it? Do you not want to come out of whatever thing it is that you have found yourself to be stuck in? Do you not want to allow God to show you a more excellent way? And let me tell you something. God's way is always the best way. God's way is always the best way. We can never go wrong. We can never go wrong when we choose to do it God's way. We can never go wrong. We're always covered. So this morning, I just want to say to you, I have not made a podcast in a minute. It's been a while because I'm loving TikTok right now. And TikTok is where I go and I have fun and just laugh and just, you know, do things that I like to do, which is act. And then I like to just, you know, every now and then I might do a little funny skit. Every now and then I might lip sync to a favorite song of mine that I like back in the day. So TikTok is like where I mostly go to have fun. But when I do my podcast, that is more serious because The word says that there is a time and a place for all things. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to cry. So I'm so glad that God's word gives us balance and it helps us to understand where we are in any given moment. God is good, but I just simply call him love. I want to take this time to personally thank a really good friend of mine. We've been friends since high school. And since that time, and we've been out of school for a moment, she and her husband have supported me. They've supported me financially. Whenever I was doing something, they poured into me financially. And I think the biggest thing that that they have done for me that makes my heart flutter is that they purposely, they purposely listen to my podcast together. And I want to tell you, Yolanda Cooks Meals and my brother-in-law, I want to tell both of you that I appreciate you, that I am I am honored that you would both take the time together to listen to my podcast and support me. And she reached out to me a few days ago, and she said that they noticed that I had not done a podcast And I take it that they were just concerned. They just wanted to know what was the deal. They hadn't heard from me in a moment. (coughs) Excuse me. 
And when people let you know that they take notice of something that's happening in your life and something that's not happening in your life, that makes you feel like what you're doing has some type of value. So I want to thank both of them today for seeing something in me that I wish everybody around me saw. I wish that everybody that was in my circle took the time. When people take the time, take the time to listen to your podcast, to listen to your YouTube video, to pour into your business financially, that make that makes you feel important. That makes you feel like someone takes interest in you. And I wish that everyone in my circle did that, but they don't. But I am going to thank God for the few that do, that have poured into my business, that have listened faithfully to my podcast, to my YouTube videos, to my TikTok videos, when I'm just being silly. I want to thank you. It's only a handful the faithful ones. It, it might be three. I wish it was my whole circle, but it's not. But when people take the time to notice you, to support you, it means something. There are people that I thought would support me more than they do, but they don't. But I still love them. I still care about them because I'm at a point in my life to where I'm calling a spade a spade. If it's black, it's black. If it's white, it's white. If it's a square, it's a square. If it's a circle, it's a circle. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. So I just want to tell them thank you. And I can't thank you enough because those are the things that continue to push us and give us the driving force that we need to be everything and to do everything that God has called us to do. So that's my little, int my little intro. But I wanted to encourage someone today to come fully over onto the Lord's side. There are a lot of prophecies going forth. There's a lot of preaching. There's a lot of teaching. There's a lot of uh, people being exposed. There's a lot of stuff that's coming to the surface and it's happening to the body of Christ because God wants those of us who carry the gospel he doesn't want us living a secret life. He does not want us to be in front of people, whether it's a podcast, a YouTube video, whether you're on TV. God does not want us to live a double life. And so I believe that God is uncovering stuff. He's exposing things. And you may say, well, ain't nobody, you know, can't nobody sit back and call nobody else's sin out. Listen, I learned this morning, just a few minutes ago, that the world says they they say something is right and then they say something is wrong. So there, there are two areas you fall under. Either you're right or either you're wrong. Okay? That's what the world says. And they're able, the world is able to move the, the scale well, it's a little bit wrong, but I'm going to just teeter-totter with the scale until it's, a, it's more right than it is wrong. That's what the world does. But I learned this morning that the Bible says that there is good or evil. 
There's good or wicked, good or evil. So I am most convicted that if it's something that I am doing, I am willing to grit my teeth, and I've said this before, to grit my teeth. Even if I don't like the vessel <clears throat> that it's coming from, even if I don't like that I've been exposed, that the covers have been pulled off me, if I know that this is something that is keeping me from moving closer to God, I'm not going to spew out of my mouth. Well, everybody got sin. Well, can't nobody judge me. We need to move past that because all of us have erred. All of us have erred. And there is always room for correction. We just don't like the vessel that it may come from. We just don't like the fact that, well, so-and-so sat back and did so-and-so. Well, ain't nobody said nothing to him and he been doing it for years. Well, you know what? Maybe that person coming and telling you, well, you know, I know you're doing so-and-so and so. Maybe that's, you know, your opportunity to get it right with God. Don't look at who is coming through. Look at the fact that is coming through, that God loves you enough to where he will send an opportunity, make an opportunity. Maybe that's your way of humbling yourself once and for all. Humble yourself and say, you know, I'm going to grip my teeth. I don't like what they said to me, but you know what? I know I need to be delivered from this. And so I am just going to do what I need to do to get it right with God. Because it, there are a lot of people that are leaving churches. And when I say leaving churches, I simply mean this. I don't mean you're going to stop serving God because we never stop serving God. Because he loves us enough to never stop serving us. He gives us every opportunity to come to him. Every opportunity and he also gives us a way of escape to get us out of certain things. But I'm going to tell you something. When you leave a church building, a building, I'm just saying, you know, 5455 One Way Street in anywhere, Texas. When you leave that building and you, you believe that God has called you out of that building for whatever reason is between you and God, don't stop serving God. Don't stop serving God. I am at a point in my life to where I am literally afraid to join any church, join any group because so much wickedness, so much wrong is happening and it's in the church and we're supposed to be the light. And then you have a group of people that sit back and, and, and say, well, you know, God loves us all and, and you know, he, he, God loves us and, you know, he's forgiven us and this and that. And then, and what you do is you create, you create a group of people. You create this, this building full of people that nobody is willing to step up and say, if you don't come out of adultery, you're going to die spiritually. And you might die physically and you're not going to see Jesus's face in peace at all. You're not going to see Jesus's face, period. And when we can say <clears throat> that we love one another enough to say, you know what? There is a way that you can come to people and love them. But you can also point out their transgressions because you love them enough. So that means you got to go in the right spirit. That means that you have to have prayed for the right time. 
for the right moment, that God would lay the foundation, that they would make that person's heart open to hear what you have to say. Perhaps you've already built a rapport with this person. Maybe you don't have a rapport with them. So you got to pray even harder. God just opened their heart because I really don't want to see them bust hell wide open. And you go to that person. And even sometimes it's in a touch. You can just lightly touch them on the shoulder and say, you know, I, I really love you and I care about the path that you have taken. And I know whatever the sin is that you know that they're caught up in, you can say, First of all, God loves you enough and then I love you. What is it that I can do to help you come from out of this? Because it's it's going to affect your children. It's going to affect your mother. It's going to affect your father. It's going to affect your life. It may even cost you your life. There's a way you can go to a person. And when you've done what God wants you to do, it's up to that person. But you have planted the seed. And I want to say to you, that I myself have lived in fornication. I've lived in fornication. I've, I've lived that life. But I'm so glad that God convicted me. I'm so glad that he convicted me. <clears throat> and finally, I got married. Was the grass always green once I got married? No, it was not. No, it was not. Because there's still always room for growth. There's still always room for learning. There's still always room for being delivered, for God to deliver us. So I said that to say somebody needs to come from out of something because heaven is real and hell is real. And God has false prophets and he has true prophets. Well, Keisha, how do you know that? Because the Bible says so. And I believe every word that's in the Bible. We have celebrities now that are coming out saying that the Bible was written to keep the black man down. Huh? What? The Bible, listen, the Bible was written. Parts of the Bible was written to keep the black man down and to make the black man turn the other cheek and take stuff and turn the other cheek. What? Oh, come on now. Now, let me say God created blacks, whites, Asians, Hispanics. He created all mankind. But let me speak to my black people, my African-American people, whatever you want to call yourself, black, African-American, colored, whatever you want to call yourself. The one thing that we have always had was God and his word. And now we want to let the glitz and the glam and the fame of these celebrities who we admire, we want to follow them instead of God. And God said that he would have no other God before him. So when you begin to see God take these celebrities down, the people in the sports arena, the people in uh, Hollywood as far as like actors and actresses when you begin to see God take these people down you mark my words Keisha said God said he would have no other God before him so be careful who you follow be careful who you listen to be careful about these groups that you get into and you slowly begin to form your own ways your own opinions and you slowly 
but surely creep away from God. You better make sure God is your center. I don't care if you follow Ricky Smiley, Steve Harvey, if you still follow R. Kelly, if you, I love Housewives of Atlanta, but you best believe the moment they start talking about, well, the Bible ain't so-and-so-and-so, that's the moment that I stop. That's the moment that I stop admiring them and watching them. We got to be balanced. We got to be for certain that our hearts and minds are fixed on nothing more and nothing less than the word of God. God is his word. God is his word and his word is who he is. And it is what is the driving force behind everything that we do. Well, it should be. I'm telling you, people have been saying, well, it's time to get right. My mother-in-law, rest her soul. She used to say, she used to tell her children, it's getting late in the evening. It's time to come on in. And I will say to you, whatever sin that you are in, you better begin to pray and ask God for a plan. If you're a liar, you better go to God and say, God, I need you to help me to stop being a liar. If you deceive people, you better go to God and say, God, this is something I struggle with. I, I want to be delivered. I want. God says that a liar stinks in his nostrils. I don't want to stink. I don't want to stink in God's nostrils. I don't. If you're living in fornication, you better begin to pray and ask God for a plan. You better begin to pray and tell God, God, I know your grace has been on me. But because I don't want to continue to use your grace to live in a place where I know it's not like you. God, give me a plan. Open a door. Do God, I know I'm in adultery. And I don't know how to get out. It feels so good when I'm tipping and dipping and peeping and hiding and sliding. You better ask God to help you. Because there is a reckoning day. Let me say, as my own personal testimony, I have been married since 20... Oh my God. I've been married since 2016, May of 2016. And in that time, I can say that I've never cheated on my husband. I've never cheated on him. I've never wanted to cheat on him. And we've had some very rough times. But because God allowed my heart to be right, I say, God, I want to be that woman of God that stands even through the rough times. And God has blessed me to do that. So I want to say to you today, be so serious about surrendering your life to Christ, about true repentance. Don't be sorry because you got caught. Oops, man, I got caught. But look at God and say, God, I did not just sin against my children or my wife or my husband, but I sinned against you and your word. And when you feel that when you know that you committed this sin and it was first against God and you want to come out then God can begin to move begin to ignore some phone calls some text messages begin to walk away from some stuff and it's not always just a sexual sin you could be a liar you could be a cheat you could you there are a number of things up uh, you could be a glutton. We overlook those 
small foxes that destroy the vine, the vine, our connection to God. We overlook that. I struggle with overeating. That is a sin in my life. Somebody can ask me, Keisha, how are you doing today? And I know I feel like trash. And I'll say, oh, I'm doing fine. I just told a lie. I can do my taxes. And I'm supposed to put a two. And I put a three. Knowing I'm supposed to put a three. I just told a lie. We all have something that we need to surrender to God. So I want to tell you though, that this is good news. Because today is a day of grace. Another day of grace and opportunity that God has given us to just be all that we can be. To be all that we can be for him. So, let us take this time to pray and ask God to help us to come out. Because just because Sally and Tom cheated on their spouses and been hooking up around the corner... For 15 years, that don't mean God's going to give you that same 15 years. That does not mean that. That just means that God is allowing, God is allowing you to look at them and say, you know what? I don't, I, I don't want to live 15, 20 years in a sin like them. I want to be right with God because God, when you finally touch Tom and Sally, mm, that might bring a tear to our eyes. So, again, this is all good news. I am so honored, <coughs> excuse me, to have people who love me, who love me, who care about me, who pour into me, who listen to my podcast because I don't want anybody to listen to me and I know that it's not from God. So I'm so honored that God would use me, a little old me, little old country girl, that little old Anderson girl, them little Anderson girls is what people call us when we're me and my sissy do or from. So surrender your life to Christ and know that today is a day that God has given you grace to get in place, giving me grace to get in place. That he keep us today from stumbling. That he keep us today from falling. And ask God to renew in you a right spirit and creating you a clean and a pure heart. When I pray for people, when I'm deep in prayer, I, every now and then I'll sprinkle it in and, and, and I'll say, God, renewing me a right spirit, creating me a clean heart. Because God is reminding me, you're not there yet. You still got this you struggle with. You're not there yet. And God is faithful to do it. And then I'm asking God today to close every door that needs to be closed in the lives of his people. Because God loves us so much that he wants to advance us. But he can't do it as long as we keep holding on to the dead thing. So surrender your life to Christ. Know that he loves you. Know that I love you. And be kind to somebody today just because. And know that there is a reckoning day. And know that God is going to pay you. you we, we have to pay recompense. The world is going to have to pay recompense. People who are in positions of high places have high titles. And you could have drawn people to Christ. But instead you made them question him. You are going to be held accountable. So, I love you. And until next time, bye-bye.